What are the top five mistakes that new home buyers make when they're purchasing a home? Saskatoon realtor James Bales joins us to explain. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, where we chat with real estate experts from across the province to learn what's happening in the real estate market. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. Hello and welcome to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. My name is Ron Caroni, and today I'm really looking forward to this episode. We have James Bale, Saskatoon Realtor, and James, a really exciting episode because we are talking about the five mistakes that new home buyers make. Before we get into those five uh, mistakes, let's hear a little bit about you, James. First off, welcome. Thank you. Tell us a little Very bit about yourself. Very happy to yourself. be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in real estate. Yep, my name is James Bales. I am with Remax Bridge City here in Saskatoon. I uh, live in saskatoon.com if you want to check me out. I am going into my 10th year in real estate. I actually started my career uh, out in BC in Vancouver, Lower Mainland, Delta area. I had a fantastic career out there. Definitely learned uh, the ropes from a cold market to an extremely hard market uh, to an insane market. Uh, but yeah, my family and I chose to make our way out here to Saskatchewan and we've never been happier. It's a fantastic town. Yeah, so absolutely love it. You would have experience in, in a hot market being from that, uh, that BC area. Have you been using some of those things? Have you kind of transitioned here in Saskatchewan as, you know, for the first time in a little while, we are seeing a very hot market. Definitely. Um, there's some similarities, obviously, um, Speed to lead is a big one, uh, making sure that your clients are prepared when they're on the buyer side anyways, uh, when they're going into an offer presentation, uh, really comes down to preparation. Same thing with sellers, obviously, you know, you want to get your home on the market while the market is still hot. So getting those repairs done, getting things, uh, you know, top notch to be presented to the buyers and just making sure everything's looking fantastic. And that's what it really comes down to is just preparation on both yeah. sides. And speaking of those buyers, if they're buying for the very first time, there are some common mistakes that those buyers make. So we're going to touch on the five mistakes that they make. And starting off with number one, unrealistic expectations, trying to find the perfect home on a budget. Yes, this one uh, comes up more often than you'd imagine. Um, I like to call it the uh, HGTV effect where people see things and they think immediately that every home out there should be tip top perfect within whatever budget they may have. Um, it can be a bit heartbreaking sometimes being the realtor to, you know, bring people's reality uh, down a bit, unfortunately, uh, depending on their budget. But uh, I can honestly say not everything out there is going to have granite countertops. Not everything out there is going to have triple pane windows. But what you want to really narrow it down to is, finding what you absolutely have to have hmm. seeing what's out there and seeing what best suits you for this i guess you could say this phase in your life because obviously you know if you're a first-time home buyer you might be in your uh mid to late 20s in a relationship or not you might have one expectation one set of needs versus your next phase of life you know potentially where children are coming along so on and so forth you know you're going to need different things you don't necessarily need to get the uh the corvette or the porsche right out of the gate um, you could definitely buy something within your budget and within your means because, well, I mean, as we've seen in this last year, life does happen. You know, you may end up losing a job. You may end up losing something else. And now you're on the hook, essentially, um, for this super luxurious home that you really didn't need right out of the gate for your first okay. home anyways. Yeah. 
as as a buyer, whose responsibility is it to kind of uh, evaluate those needs, James? Or is that something that you kind of work with them as they're going through it? Because someone might think that a hot tub is my number one priority. <laughs> but then as you start to kind of talk about it, like maybe being close to that school where the kids go could be a little more important. Exactly. What I try and do with uh, my buyers, uh, well, all buyers, but more specifically, like you said, the first time home buyers is really sit down and have that conversation. Because quite often you've get that uh, the FOMO, the fear of missing out, you know, your friends are buying places or they're moving and shaking and you feel the need to go and do the exact same thing. Whereas you might be, you might not need that necessarily right now. Like you said, the hot tub is a great example. Like, you know, you don't necessarily need a hot tub right out of the gate. You know, maybe that extra bedroom would be more better suited for your lifestyle. Uh, but definitely having that conversation, narrowing it down to what they absolutely need. So is it two bathrooms? Is it two bedrooms? Is it location? Uh, do you have a vehicle or not? Do you need to be on a bus route? You mm -hmm. know, things that people might not necessarily think of right out of the gate. Um, again, down to the vehicle thing. Do you need a parking stall? Do you and your significant other have vehicles? Do you need two parking stalls? Things that get, you know, forgotten when you're going in to buy a condo and all of a sudden you realize afterwards that it's only got one parking stall and there's no street parking. So yeah. it sounds like you're parking around the corner and you got a pretty nice hike every morning and night then. So lots yeah. of things to really narrow down to the necessities, right? Lots and then of build up from there. Take into consideration. In, yeah. In that. yeah. So moving yeah. on to number two, trying to save money by skipping a home inspection. It might sound like a good idea to, to save on that, you know, 500 to a thousand dollars to the home inspection. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's usually, or I should say, it's never a good idea. Never a good idea. And like 1000% never a good idea for first time home buyers. If you've never owned a home, um, you know, your parents are always going to give you advice and, you know, you should learn how to do the basics and that kind of thing. But if you've never owned a home, you've never had to work with a furnace or hot water tank or anything else like that, Heck, mowing a lawn, you know, if you've never had to do these things before, why would you go and jump into something and buy it without at least having everything assessed, making sure it's working? And all the home inspectors I work with who are going to walk the buyers through the home as well, show them where these things are, you know, show them how they operate to an extent and then tell them, you know, here's how you can find out more information about this. Um, even simple things like your main water shut off. This is a very common thing that most people don't know where it's located in their house. A home inspector is going to point this out. 99% of them label it with a giant tag that says, here's your water shut off. Little things like that that you never think about until it's too late. You know, so home inspections is going to give you the perfect snapshot of exactly the condition your home is in. It's going to find any defects, which, again, we can bring to the negotiation table to potentially get remedied or money off the purchase price. Uh, for, but, yeah, overall, it's peace of mind, because if you move forward with that sale and you do buy the home, you know exactly what you're getting into. So there's no surprises after the fact. And, yeah, for five hundred to a thousand dollars, it's it's peace of mind. No question. And home sellers can actually do this before they bring their home to the market as well. A lot of people don't know that. So a seller can actually have a pre-inspection done on their home hmm. to get ahead of the ball to find out if there's anything that, you know, they've been in there 10, 20 years that they think is normal, but it might actually surprise a buyer. So you can do the reverse. You could repair things before it becomes an issue with your buyers. I never thought of that. Yeah. Goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah.
going back to our earlier conversation about being in a hot market, now it might be a natural tendency to always try and lowball what the purchase price is. But in a hot market, that is maybe not what you want to do. Can you take us through mistake number three, trying to undercut the seller in a hot market? This one definitely is where you want to work with your realtor. Uh, as you're going in to put a purchase in, your agent is likely going to do a market evaluation as well to find out, you know, are these people priced way too far out? Are they just out of the loop, like realistically with their ask price? So you're going to have that conversation with your agent. Your agent's going to obviously tell you exactly what the market in that area is doing, because there are different pockets, even in a hot market and different items that might be selling better than others. Take their advice. Listen to what they're doing. They are the professionals here. If you choose to undercut, then obviously you're going to pay the consequences, you know, uh, and those being, you're probably not going to get the property. That's just it. Um, if they're getting a lot of attention on the property, like tons and tons of showings, they're going to know that they're going to get an offer eventually. So if you come in, you do hear this, you might insult the seller or they're going to take it personally and they have the choice to not work with you later on if that's the case. So if this is a home that you found, it ticks off all the boxes, you love it, you're financed up to it, it's not an unrealistic price point based on your agent's you know, market evaluation as well, take your best shot at it. You know, Undercutting it's not really helping anybody, to be honest. So, And this ties yeah. into number four, because if you undercut the property that you loved and it gets sold, it makes it hard to move on from that perfect property that you've now anchored in your mind that this is the home and then you don't get it. Number four, falling in love with a property. Yeah, this could be a tricky one. Uh, this is uh, in a hot market where you see multiple offers. It is uh, an awkward, not an awkward conversation, a challenging conversation when your clients have fallen in love head over heels and they don't get, their offer doesn't get picked, I guess you could say. Uh, you can't get heartbroken. So, I mean, you're gonna, there's a ton of emotion in buying a property. And when you do find that property that you've actually fallen head over heels in love with, uh, this is where the preparation comes in. So making sure you've got from you, Ron, you know, your pre-approvals, you've got all your financial information and you are set up to take that shot at the property. And this is where the speed to lead really comes in. So make sure you're all lined up, get your offer in there as soon as possible to potentially avoid competing because then that's a whole different story right there. But if it does come to that, then again, be prepared, have that conversation with your agent. How much are you willing to potentially go over or what are you comfortable getting done before putting the offer into obviously sweeten the deal? And this could also go the other way, James, too, that if you fall too much in love with the property, you might narrow in too much on, you know, the other fact that you might be way overpaying for what that property is. It does happen. Uh, we do see it quite often. Again, it comes down to how they've how the seller has listed their property, because obviously in a hot market, there are sellers out there, and I'm sure you come across them as well, where they purposely put their house up at a lower price point than it potentially could be to attract more offers because then they get a different style of offer coming in. Correct. And this is where things can get ugly. So this is where you get a bunch of offers and some of them don't have the home inspections or they start removing the subject of financing when they shouldn't be just to try and sweeten their offer because basically the seller has set it up to get multiple, multiple offers. 
Uh, and this is, again, where you want to go back to your agent who has dealt with these situations before. And they'll tell you, like, be careful. This guy has underpriced his property or sorry, this person has underpriced their property purposely to like get this attention, so on and so forth. And that's where you hear of homes going for, you know, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 over their ask price. Well, it was priced low to begin with to generate these sales. Uh, and again, so your agent will go out, do a market evaluation of the neighborhood, find out, you know, where this typically should fall. And then obviously put your offer in comfortably. You have to be comfortable with it, obviously, because you're the one buying it. Uh, at an appropriate price point. But again, that's that's all conversations you want to have beforehand. Like if you know it's a hot market, you should be talking to your agent like, you know what, I'm willing to go this percentage, this dollar value over. Um, and again, you know, this rates are considerably low right now. So historically going, low, <laughs> historically low, uh, you know, $5,000 over an ask price for the property that you've fallen in love with over 30 years not a whole whack of change right but if you miss out on it as again a, you're sitting there as a quick story that i heard this week um when we say historically low like literally rates have never been in the history of the world this low like they've they've gone back to like babylonian times and they <laughs> looked at interest rates and even then they were at you know four percent um rates have never been this low so you know, to take take that for what you will, whether that's causing the housing market to be more expensive. And so you're able to get in because the rates are low. Um, there, there's so many factors in it, but it is a, a funny aside that, yeah, rates are historic. Well, I, look, I look forward to my grandkids asking me about this on, when they see it on the History Channel 60 years from now. Were they really that low? Yeah. <laughs> so, James, you were talking about, you know, asking your realtor about this. Your realtor might be able to coach you on this. But with mistake number five, trying to buy without a realtor, you don't have that trusted advisor helping you along the way. Um, touch on this. Number five, trying to buy a home without a realtor. Uh, I'll be honest, it can be done. It is a major, major challenge, though. Uh, you're basically learning as you go. I mean, for, to go out and hire somebody and obviously you can find uh, do your due diligence you know, interview a couple different agents, find one that works with you that you're comfortable with, because you are going to be trusting them with, you know, personal, valuable, et cetera, information. You will have an agency agreement with them, so they can't go out and share all that information, but they have the knowledge, they have the know-how, they're, you know, they're in the game all the time. So this is what we do for a living. Um, we've seen all the different scenarios. We've seen the mistakes. We've worked our way through it with uh, different buyers and sellers. So go out, find somebody you trust because it is going to be an emotional situation. Whereas the agent won't bring emotion into it or they shouldn't anyways. So again, going back to your earlier comments about, you know, finding the perfect home and missing out on it. Well, you're thinking with your heart or, you know, you're just acting impulsively on it. Right. So they're going to kind of keep you in line, tell you how to do things to properly negotiate. You know, we've got a special set of skills uh, to get you through this. And again, we're thinking, we're looking at it as a business, obviously. So we don't have our heart necessarily in it. Whereas again, in a hot market, you can get swept up in everything. You constantly watching the news. You're seeing this happen. Uh, we're going to keep you in line. We're going to coach you through it. We're going to work through the negotiations with you. And we're going to basically guide you and show you like this, this will work out if you do it this way, this could happen if you do it that way. 
And at the end of the game, if you go through it without an agent, then you're on the hook for everything. And that's if you end up doing something illegal, which is totally possible, you know, uh, money laundering, if you're doing something illegal that way, like we're basically here to keep you from getting yourself in trouble. Uh, kind of sounds like a parent with a child, but yeah, you know, we're here to make sure you don't hurt yourself and, uh, make sure you don't hurt the whole process because it is a major purchase. Uh, it is a large sum of money, no matter how you look at it. And it is a legal, legally binding contract. So it, once you're into it, you're into it and you're on the hook for it. So yeah, to go out and work with somebody to avoid going to court potentially. Really great point. Yeah, you're saving quite a bit of money <laughs> uh, and time. As we wrap this up, James, is there anything else to add? Anything that's bumping around in your noggin that first time home buyers should do or mistakes that they would make? Uh, any, anything else for, as we wrap this up? Uh, the obvious one, well, I guess it's not like it is on TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there is a process to it. it I, I can't reiterate this enough. It's, it's not just a game. You are legally bound to buying these properties. You know, and you can't just go in and, you know, in a 30 minute span, you put in 10 offers and you retracted nine of them. And that's not how it works. It doesn't come out rosy at the end. Uh, please talk to somebody, line things up, work with a professional like Ron. Uh, you know, we do this for a living. There's a reason we do it for a living. We're licensed to do it there. We're insured to do it. Uh, seek the assistance. We're here to help you guys out. And yeah, make sure, you know, in a hot market like right now, Preparation is key. So make sure you've got everything in order. And if you don't know what those things are, obviously we're here to help you. So, Like you said, uh, the, on the HGTV effect is the other thing is yeah. a lot of our, our TV knowledge of buying homes comes from America and yes. it's a different country with different rules. And, and we do things differently here in Canada, which is why it's good to work with uh, a Canadian Saskatchewan expert where you're buying because yep. the rules are, are different uh, where you go. All right, James, last question to you. If you could go back and give young James some advice, what would that advice be? Buy more real estate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, invest in it early on. Um, I wish I had uh, obviously started my career earlier on. I, uh, I love it. I honestly love it. I've been doing it forever now, but I wish I had started it uh, earlier on and yeah, just buy more real estate, buy more investment properties. People always need somewhere to live. Uh, and you're building up your own equity as well. So, I mean, it's like a forced savings account. If you suck at saving, this is a great way to do it. Yeah, it's a 100%. Great, play, great, safe place to put your money. Yeah. If there is a young person out there who's looking to start their uh, real estate mm -hmm. journey. What is the best way to get in contact with you, James? I uh, can check me out at liveinsaskatoon.com uh, or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at James the Realtor uh, and or direct 306-380-5376. My phone's always on. For all your home buying needs, James, thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, my friend. Pleasure being here. Thanks again to James for joining us this week on the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the like and subscribe button. And hopefully, if you're looking to buy a home, you are ready to take the plunge. If you're in the Saskatoon area and you need a little guidance, feel free to reach out to James or myself. 
I'm Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional. This has been the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. If you like this episode, find more information and episodes on our Facebook and YouTube pages. If you'd like to be a guest or have a conversation you'd like to learn more about, let us know by messaging the show on Facebook. Thanks for listening.